Yo, 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 baseball fans. Big D here with a little baseball edition on the Big D podcast. Before I bring in uh, my friend from Kentucky, please subscribe, like, and share the Spunky Spectrum Sports YouTube page. You can see all my content. Open Championship, football, baseball, NASCAR, we've got it all here. Also, check out the Big D podcast on Spotify and Apple. So uh, joining us from the Commonwealth, yes, Commonwealth, Kentucky is uh, my friend, baseball extraordinaire, Atlanta Braves, Kentucky Wildcats, whatever you want, uh, Larry Gwynn. Uh, Baldy, how how things going in your neck of the woods? It's going great. It's been warm up here, but not as hot down there in your neck of the woods, but I'm in God's country up here, so all is well. Yeah, let me tell you, how about 95 degrees, 80% humidity, thunderstorms, drop. Thank goodness we don't have any hurricanes yet, but the uh, but it is July, and you know what that means here. It is hot. Yeah, it's about 78 here right now, so it's pretty pleasant. And we get we get really hot days, too. It just doesn't last up into October like it does down there in South Florida. Are you guys in the Are you guys in the hills a little bit? Yeah, we're uh, surrounded by hills, so we we get a little we get a little breeze at night, and even when it gets hot in the day, it's pretty nice at night. So uh, obviously, with the shirt, you are a big Braves fan. Are you a bigger Braves fan or Kentucky Wildcat fan? Uh, I think that answer would surprise people. I think people would think that I'm a more of a UK fan, but I'm probably more of a diehard Atlanta Braves fan. They were my first love. I was a little boy growing up here in Kentucky. Only one of the only television stations I got was WTBS. So that's how I got hooked on the Braves and Del Murphy. Yeah, and uh, Skip Carey calling games. Yeah, and then Chip. Now we got Chip calling games. I guess guess all right, but Ernie Johnson, Pete Pete Van Waren. Skip Carey, those are there. Was some good days, but the, the Braves teams were pretty bad back in, in that day. Don't forget, old school Brave fans will remember Milo Hamilton when he uh, called Henry Aaron's uh, 715 home run on the radio. Yeah, that's a legendary moment. It's a shame that uh, Manfred and MLB baseball took some of that celebration away from the uh, city of Atlanta last year when they moved the all star game to Colorado. Yeah, yeah, that's a little bit of a so uh, obviously now the focus on this year. So your Braves uh lost today to the New York Mets. So now you all two and a half games find the Metropolitans in the NOEs. Uh I mean, well, a little bit past the halfway point. I mean, are you pleased with how the season's going? Are you a little frustrated? Are you thinking this season's young and there's a long way to go and knowing the Braves are a great second-half team? Do you feel like this season's fall from over? I feel good. Uh, better position we were even this time last year. Hopefully we won't have to bring a genie out of a bottle for uh, at the trade deadline again, but I got some really good parts. I was disappointed losing two out of three this week to the Mets. You wanted to win two out of three at home. It's big swing. Those are two game swings when you play head to head. So if we could have won today, we'd be a half game out instead of two and a half. But the Mets are looking strong. But uh, if you'd asked at the beginning of the season, if you told me just past the midway point, 
we'd be two and a half back. I probably wouldn't have been too happy about it. But when you consider the fact that on June the 1st, we were 10 and a half games out, I'm feeling pretty good about two and a half. And matter of fact, I did a little reading yesterday and some of the comments that were made about the Braves at the All-Star break last year when they were under 500 and saying, oh, it was a lost season for them, a team that was uh, went away from the World Series the previous year. And so obviously that turned out pretty good for the Braves. So I'm feeling pretty good. I like my chances. And I'll just go ahead and say it, Dylan, the Mets are still the Mets. So I expect my Braves to run them down once they do. I won't I won't say exactly what Ron Washington said last year, but he said they're going to see elbows and hind ends once the Braves uh, get into first place. And that's what happened last year. And hope that's what happens again this year. Now, what you didn't mention is uh, a couple series back what what my Braves did to your Cardinals. I'm not. I don't want to. I don't want to remember that series. Abs three out of four. I guess we at some point we we come out the bush. I don't know when that is on the schedule, but uh, you you guys are in pretty good position too. I would think you uh, got a pretty good shot. Your division's not the strongest, so it's coming. It's going to come down to you and the Brewers, and then maybe you can get a wild card if you don't win a division. Yeah, be honest, be honest. When I think of your Braves this year, usually I would say I would say I mentioned Ron Acuna, and yeah, Acuna all all star starter this year. We know what he's capable of doing. I mean, the fact that the Braves only two and a half back, and Acuna has played what is it, fifty five games, so he's basically missed. 30, a third of the season, and yet the Braves are still in contention, just like you always on the NOEs. Do you think Ronald Acuna has got more has got more in the second half? Because if you look at his numbers right now, he's got eight home runs, 22 RBIs, slugging 433, which may not sound that way, but it seems like power's down throughout the game. So are you – Please, with how Cunha's playing, you think he could be in for a toward second half? I've been a little disappointed, uh, but he's not completely healthy. I mean, good grief. It's just been right out a year ago. The guy blew his knee out, and and he's back, and he's showing some signs. Uh, I want to keep an eye out. I noticed the uh, last two or three games he's hit, he's hit a couple balls uh, the other way to right center, and he starts doing that. I think he is uh, about to, to heat up. I'm just afraid the, the all-star break might interfere with that. But he's a, But if you told me that the uh, Braves would be two and a half out and he would only have seven or eight home runs, whatever he has, all the Albies would miss extended time, uh, that Morton would struggle early on, that Ian Anderson would struggle I would, I would, I would kind of like where we are right now. So, but yeah, I look for Acuna to have a, a big second half. He's a, he's a natural talent, and uh, we'll, we'll see what he does. But if he gets going, he can carry a team for two, three weeks. Yeah, and what I, yeah, it's interesting because usually you see guys coming off to twenty ACLs, especially they don't start the season have long leash, but maybe the Braves rush him a little bit, but. You know, just trying to get his feet warm. But I think Acuna can get streaky hot. And 
be honest with the weather getting warm in Atlanta, that place, it's cross park and turned a home run haven. It's, I'm not sure it's quite the launching pad, but it's not far behind. Yeah, there's gonna be a lot of home runs hit there. Yeah, uh, you need to come up sometime and meet me there, go to a game. It's a nice park. Well, yeah, speaking of park, how about the Braves fans this year? I think Atlanta is what, uh, second in home attendance this year. Yeah, I think they're already pushing two million uh, for attendance this season. So, yeah, and they've created this whole world there with shops and stores, villages, rest, whole village, you know, restaurants, hotels. It's it's a nice area. Uh, it's a kind of a destination. So, I think the Braves are basically printing money at this point. It's going to help them help them uh, down the road. The trade deadline. We, they probably got more money to spend now than they've had since Ted Turner owned them. Yeah, so uh, speaking of all-star breakup, one guy who I, I think you, I think we can both agree who may have been snubbed from the all-star game is Austin Riley, and since the second half of last year, I'm not sure if there's been a more consistent hitter in, in the Brave line than Mr. Riley. I mean, you think of his numbers this year, he's hit uh, 24 runs, 57 RBIs, 560 slugging, 146 OPS+. Plus. And, you know, I'm not saying he's Chipper Jones. I don't think we can compare anybody with Chipper Jones in the just playing third base. But is Austin Riley doing doing his best Chipper impersonation at third base? I think so. I really like it. I think his best work's been here in the last maybe two, three weeks. So that probably hurt him in the all-star vote. A lot of the votes were cast, but. He's definitely had an all-star type year. I don't know the process. You're the guru there in terms of the, the all-star voting and assignments of players or if guys are out and how that works. But I, there's a chance, right, maybe he could still uh, end up on the team? Uh, perhaps. I mean, 18 guys skip out on the all-star game because they either pitch, they either pitch a Sunday before the all-star break, they found a little injury, or – Potentially, the manager doesn't want said pitcher throwing in an exhibition, rather have him throw a, a meaningful game against the divisional rival. So the game doesn't, the all-star game doesn't mean what it used to, you know, when Pete Rose is going to lay a guy out at home plate. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I remember when Pete Rose kicked, kicked, kicked the crap out of Ray Fossey in 1970 or uh, – some of those games where uh, Ichiro had an inside-the-park home run in San Francisco. Yeah, it's, it's changed a whole lot. I, I actually I enjoy the home run derby more than I do the All-Star game. Uh, concur. I think the home run derby because because be honest, be, be honest, chicks take the long ball anyway. I mean, who who'd rather see a bunch of guys strike out twenty-five times? I'd rather see guys hit the ball over the ball for me. Love with. Shoei Otani hitting home runs and stolen the All-Star game of Pete Alonzo hitting 490-foot tape shots. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. So uh, out there in L.A., I'm sure the stars will come out. But uh, what, what do you – you asked me about the Braves. What are you thinking about your Cardinals' chances? I mean, to be honest, the NL Central is not going to be easy this year. I think it's – going to be a two-team race. 
I think the question is what team makes the big move in in July or early August because uh, I look at it, I think the Brewers have got great starting pitching with Burns and uh, Brandon Woodruff, but, you know, the Cardinals have got a lot of motivation. This is Albert and Yachty's last year, potentially Adam Wainwright's last year, but I think the Cardinals seeing a frontline starter and then potentially may look at like a shortstop. I mean, I'm not sure if Carlos Correa is available because the Twins seem to be in it, but I think potentially a Luis Castillo, a Frank Montas, if he's healthy in one of these guys, because the Cardinals feel like they're good enough to make it, but not good enough to make a run in October. Hey, well, that's what a lot of people thought about the Braves last year, too. Yeah, and you know what's one of the, yeah, and you know everybody was looking forward to the game on Monday between Max Scherzer and Matt Freed, and while Max Scherzer is a likely Hall of Famer, I feel like Max Freed is the is the linchpin of your pitching staff because if you have that young left hand left hand installer, he feels he feels like the the next the next ace of the Braves staff because Orlando's been known as the pitching destination, whether it be Joe Micro, Smoltz, Glavin, Maddox. I feel like Max Freud could be this era's ace, especially from the left side. All right. I agree. He didn't have his best stuff Monday night, but he he uh, still kept him in the game. That's what that's what aces do. So he's yeah, he's been really really good for a couple two three years now. But I agree, he's the linchpin of the the staff. Charlie Morton's getting older, but uh, this Spencer Strider kid inserted into the uh, rotation. He he he's a flame thrower, but I think come playoff time, he'll be coming out of the pen. Beyond, beyond it, I think Spencer Stryker not has not doesn't just have some of baseball's best stuff. He might have some of base. He might have one of baseball's best statues. Oh, that's a sweet stash. You got to give him that. <laughs> <laughs> he would go. Oh, you, when, when are you going to grow a stash like that? I can't grow for every time I grow a facial hair, it's too itchy. Like I would like Spencer Stryker would would have looked good with. Charlie Finley's ace in the early 70s. I think the, the ladies love the stash, though, Dylan. You might have to work on that. Oh, no. Now I'm going to look like Don Manley with the Yankees in the 80s or 90s. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the Yankees, yeah, you think anybody's going to be able to beat them in a, in a playoff series? Uh, we'll see about it. I mean – We've seen the Yankees choke in October before, and uh, yeah, Garrett Cole is great, but if he avoids Fenway, maybe. Yeah, the, the uh, I guess Aaron Boone's probably on the hot seat a little bit, so he they better get something done, or he uh, he might be on the chopping block. You know who you know who has really disappointed me from the Atlanta Braves pitching staff is Ian Anderson, and I saw him pitch. Because, you know, I've worked spring training with the Red Sox the last couple of years, the last three or four years. And with the Braves in Norfolk, we see a lot of the Braves. I saw Ian Anderson pitching this spring. And even though it was a short spring, he looked awful. 
And I'm like, something is not right with Anderson because last year with that changeup, he could control games. But this year, we've not, I don't think we've seen the best of Ian Anderson. Neoa pushing five. I agree. He, he he needs to be our number two, not our number five. As it stands right now, he's our number five. Yeah. And that's saying something when Kyle Wright wasn't even pitching in October until the World Series. And now and now he's got a sub three year away. Yeah, he's got 10 wins. He's been a pleasant surprise. He's probably, after free, he's been our, uh, our number two. So I think the things shape up well for the Braves in the second half. And then uh, come October, I mean, you never know. Baseball's a funny game. The Braves had all those years. They went in with 100 wins, maybe the best record in baseball. And would get bounced, and then last year they barely find their way in because probably because their division was weaker. And next thing you know, they won the whole thing. So, but you, baseball is a crazy game. We haven't had a repeat champion since what the Yankees in uh, 90, 98, 2000. 99, 2000. Yeah, hey, Mike Holmes won a world series with 83 dubs. Yeah, I know you uh, remember that well. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, the most important dub. Was not one we got, but one you guys got against the Strolls the last day. Uh, is that what helped you guys sneak in? I don't remember that. Yeah, because actually it was truce at New Bush, at Bush team, first year of the New Bush team. They were actually playing the Tomahawk Chalk because the Braves, the Astros were playing the Braves, and we needed you guys to win because the Colts were going to collapse and have to play an extra game, a rainout game and then potentially play a tiebreaker game and then play the LDS against the Padres. But because of you guys winning, we could start Colpner against Jake Peavy and I would hit one and then I would hit a home run that day. That's Dylan, your, your knowledge and uh, memory is phenomenal, but I'd forgotten. So yeah, they were 83 and 78, right? They were one game short of a full schedule. Hey, you guys were one game short last year. Maybe that's an omen. You should play 161. Hey, 161 is the magic number. Yeah, 144 and 95 and 161 in 2021. So as we we know, July or early August can be very important for general managers to improve their teams, uh, whether with prospects or with impact players. what impact player position do you want the Braves to address in before the upcoming trade deadline? I think we need a left-handed bat. I know they just we just picked up Robinson Cano, but let's be honest, he's a he's a step or two away from being on a walker, finishing up his career. I don't think he's probably that left-handed bat that they need. So it wouldn't surprise me if they uh, try to you know maybe add a a bullpen arm, although I like our bullpen. You never, you can never have enough arms. I think a left-handed bat, yeah, you know, maybe a, a bench player. But if we're healthy, we've got we've got really good depth. I feel like our rotations in in pretty good shape. Again, if everybody stays healthy, but our our GM has uh, shown himself to be more than capable of pulling off some uh, great moves that help put your team over to the top. So uh, we'll see what he does into this month, but uh, he'll, he's going to be active. He'll, he'll make some moves. 
I mean, Allison Dolphins is not just one of baseball's most aggressive general managers. He may be baseball's most aggressive GM. I mean, we already saw the Braves made a trade to get the 35th pick in Sunday's draft. And I I think you're right. The Braves, other than Matt Olson, are way too right-handed dominant. Because guess what? Let's just see. You already saw Matt Scherzer. Guess who else the Mets have potentially waiting in the ring in the wing? Uh, not looking forward to DeGrom's return. Oh, no. Let's see. DeGrom and Scherzer, one, two, and potentially five and six. Oh, wait. There's a guy in Milwaukee named Colbin Burns with a 96-mile-an-hour cutter. Yeah, that's a, that's a nasty one-two punch. But here's the other thing on the Braves on that left-handed bat situation. If Ozzy Albies gets back healthy, uh, he's better hitter from the right side, but he's got he's got pretty good pop from the left side. So that might almost be like you've made a trade if he gets back healthy, even when you haven't made any move. Yeah, especially because I, I look at just Albies, not just offensively, but defensively. I mean, yeah, Cano was a former goalkeeper, but he doesn't have range. I mean, when I look at Albies and Swanson, they make – even with all the shifting, Alpies and Swanson make so many make double plays seem easy. Oh, let me ask you this: Do you think there's a better infield in baseball than the Braves, either offensively or defensively? Uh, probably not. Probably not. I can't think of one off the top of my head. I mean, maybe in maybe last year Houston, but. I mean, I'm, I mean, I don't think Bregman or Tuve are quite well what they will in the past. I agree, but uh, a lot of that can be attributed to Ron Washington, the work he does with the the infield. Uh, it's a young. That's a that's pretty. That's pretty young infield too. When you look that across the board, that that could be good for a while. Who's one player you would like the Braves to add potentially? Oh, um, so not just a, you know, a particular uh, position or anything, but you're talking about an actual player. Yes. Well, if the Yankees are willing to send Aaron Judge over, we'll take him. Actually, I've heard rumors that Judge might head to – no, I don't know what Aaron Judge is going to do. No, uh, realistic trick. Trade acquisition. This is is speaking with my heart, not my head, but obviously it's not going to happen. But, you know, you're talking about left-hand bats, send Freddie Freeman back. (laughs) It's obvious. It's obvious the guy wanted to be, still wants to be in Atlanta. And having BDH Olsen play first base, though, realistically, with with the brain and not the heart. Yeah, uh, I really hadn't thought about that quite any any specific player, but I have no one we need a left-hand bat. Uh, if I think we can realistically – somebody we can realistically pick up. Uh, I don't know, Dylan. I haven't thought that far ahead. You, you, you know the players across the league a lot better than I do. Who would you recommend? Uh... That's a good question. If you want 
if you want power, maybe at David Peralta, the D-backs, but I feel like a guy like Andrew Benintendi makes a lot of sense because, I mean, yeah, trust fault is not necessarily the biggest fault, but I think you can get on base, play good left field, and he's got all that postseason experience with the Red Sox, and and I feel like you really need – you feel like – Allison Doppler's made some great moves with the outfield last year and getting in the end of Benintendi, not just getting him, but keeping him away from your rivals because you know some of these teams are going to be after him. You know, the Dodgers may very well want Benny. The Mets very well may, may want Benny. The Yankees may want Benny. And if you get that left, that big bat, it just makes the lineup deeper. Ozuna can play DH, which is the spot he belongs, not playing left field where he's – where I don't know what his DOS is this year, but uh, I think you might have a better defensive run state. <laughs> Defense, defensive runs than that guy. Let me – well, let me ask you this. Since the Giants are struggling, perhaps uh, you think it could be Jock Peterson? It worked well last year. Sure did. Hey, I would roll the dice again. I don't know what his contract. I don't know if he could. What did he get? A two-year deal with the Giant? One year, two I years? Don't, I, don't I don't think it's anything crazy that the Braves couldn't. And you brought back Adam Duvall. Yeah, that worked out well too. He he's Duvall started to come around when they moved him out of center field. I think it helped him. Well, D- Duvall was playing way too many games because Duvall had been a left hand had been a had been as strictly a left-handed, had been hitting against lefties and now playing every day. I think he became, I think he got a little time. Hey, what do you think about our uh, new young center fielder? Oh, my, I love me some Mr. Harris. That guy, that guy's, that guy's got some speed. And I feel like one of Acuna's problems was him playing center field. You get him in right. Have a, how about an outfield with Duvall? Especially if you could have Duvall play against lefties, that, that would be even better because you have somebody play against righties, somebody play against lefties. That would be an annoying. Well, we've got that now. We've got Rosario back. He actually okay. had three hit. He had three hits today. Well, that would so help. That could. I think you could look at have a little bit of a platoon situation with Duvall, Rosario, Rowdy, lefty. All right, so I've tried to come up with a real with a really good trivia question involving your Braves and All Star Game history, and I think I found one. And I know your Brave history is better than most. Thinking back to the last All Star Game in Los Angeles, 1980, who was the Atlanta Braves representative in the All Star Game? Ooh. Well, I didn't latch on to the Braves until about 83. Uh, obviously, that was Dell Murphy's heyday, back-to-back MVPs. I don't know by 1980 what kind of level he was playing at. I don't know. I'm gonna, it's too obvious to say. I'm going to say Murphy, but that's too obvious. So, uh, heck. It is, it is not obvious because that was the, Dale Murphy's first all-star selection. It, it was or wasn't? It was his first all-soul solution. Yeah, well, he uh, – a quick ascent to stardom then because you know what he did in 82 and 83. Yeah, he won NL MVP. And that guy needs to be in the Hall of Fame, Dylan. 
I think there are a few guys who should be in the Hall of Fame, but but uh, and maybe a few shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. Probably. I mean, how probably so. How here have Baines got in the Hall of Fame? Seems Tell you like what, the, Dylan, I've got the, in the background, I've got the Reds and Yankees on, and the Reds just went back to back to back. Well, I'm, I'm not using Severino tonight, so the Reds can hit all the home runs they want. I just need well, they're up four to nothing. They just hit three straight home runs against them. Holy crap. And, the, and then are the Yankee fans like booing Severino? They, yeah, they're throwing the ball back into the, on the field. <laughs> uh, and it's not Wrigley Phil. No, the red. Listen, they just posted a stat. This is crazy. It shows you how crazy baseball is. Current longest winning streaks in MLB. The Orioles with nine. The Mariners, I think, have nine. The Reds are sitting on a five-game win streak, and the Pirates on a four-game win streak. And didn't the Reds start like one and twenty-one of some crazy? Three, I think it was three, uh, three and twenty-two. Since then, they've basically been a five-hundred team. So they're not, they're not that bad. Should have fired. Should have fired David Bell before the season started. Maybe they'd be at five hundred. <laughs> might might be, but uh, hey, I would root. I would root for Russia against the Yankees. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get it. Hey, I know this. You would like a re- You would like a rematch of '96. Hey, Hopefully. I told I told some Braves buddies a couple weeks ago. Said you heard it here first. Just like we won at 95, we returned to the series in 96. We played the Yankees. I'm, I'm calling a repeat of the 96 World Series matchup, except this time my Braves come out on top, back-to-back world champs. But, again, that's talking with my heart, not my head. It's awfully hard to repeat. You know how that goes. Yeah, I mean, nobody's re- re- repeating 20-something years, so – Hopefully your Braves make a deep run in October because uh, let me tell you this: Strasbourg is going would would be an annoying, a very difficult place to play in uh, late October, only November. It seemed a little cold for the War Series last year. Yeah, well, it pushed all the way up into November. Yeah, but Atlanta's not supposed to be this cold. Well, it's still it's coming. You know, it's North Georgia, so it's uh, you know it gets hot in the summer, but. Their winters are probably mild, but you're so used to being down there where it's 109 degrees all the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. So thanks for hopping on, Baldy. We wish you breaks well. And uh, hopefully uh, the next time we'll be chatting, you will be uh, one of us will be popping champagne. All right, Big D. Keep up the good work on your podcast.